Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast, where we talk about games, tech, and everything in between. I'm your host for this week, Kelvin Malone, and to my immediate right is co-host Robert Garcia. What's up, man? Hey, guys. What's going on? Rob, let's kind of skip the, the small talk, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's jump right into it. Also, we're having internet issues, so you know it's kind of wonky right now. But let's start with topic number one, uh, PlayStation versus Xbox, their first seven months in into next gen our topic number two sony having 25 games currently in development right now ubisoft changing from triple a release strategies to uh free to play topic number four two new colors for the dolsons hitting next month and topic number five i left as a question mark because it's an interesting topic and i want to talk about it a little bit later i don't i kind of want everyone to kind of be in a you know a little bit in the dark in the, in the dark with that one so let's let's start with that um before we get started off the topics though let's talk about game of the week game of the week if you guys don't know is a recurring segment in this podcast where we talk about a game and we just give our impressions of it um we talk about it and we just share what we liked what we didn't like rob this is your week for game of the week and you played a little game called resident evil village yes now i I played it you played it um no spoilers for this right we're just gonna kind of talk about it but Uh, we're not gonna deep go into too much detail so uh Tell us about it. Yeah, so the, for the game of the week, um, I did play Resident Evil, but it was more towards the beginning. So a lot of it is like you, what you saw in the demo. Mm. So there's not a ton of spoilers there if you do watch the video because it's so it, it's in the beginning. So just like sure. caution, just like there's not really that many spoilers in the game of the week video. Um, so yeah, this is the newest game uh, by uh, Capcom for, for Resident Evil series. And I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, this is probably my favorite in the series so really? far. Right Your now, favorite. Yeah. There's a lot I, of favorites. So you have four. You have um, Resident Evil uh, Two Remake. Like, those are really popular games. And you're saying this one right now, Eight, is your favorite. So far, I mean, I just I like that they mix the first person okay. into it, and. It's a it's a mix between seven and four put together, and I really loved four. Right, the first person adds that element of it being scary. Right, you're it's you're more immersed in it versus third person where like it's still scary but not as scary, you know, because it's not sure. in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so far, I, I, I right before I was uh, we got on the podcast, I was playing it. I'm very close to beating the game actually. Very, very close. Like right now, like you're almost there. Yeah. Interesting. So what, tell us more. Like, what do you like about this game? What made you such a, what made you bump this game up to like your number one Resident Evil series? Um, Again, like it's just the pacing of it. It's like right off the jump, they, they throw you in there. Just like, all right, this is happening. There's no like, there's not really a boring part of the game. I'm like, I'm never bored of playing it. Good. Okay. You know? So yeah. there's there's lots of stuff happening. There's action. There's scares. There's puzzles, mm-hmm. right? So I think they did a really good job with mixing all of those things together. Plus the story, like you want to know what's going on. Like you actually care about the story. I, I will think that say, was interesting. Yeah, that was. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the one thing I could knock on this game is probably the main character, Ethan. He's not mm. very. He's probably he's not the strongest character there is. For sure. Um, yeah, just... I I had a I had a little bit of an issue with Ethan myself. I played the game. I'm pretty 
I, I would so not no spoilers of course, but we I'm basically past the castle. That's all I'll say. Right? Yep. So yep. basically I I really enjoy this game. It's 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 really fun. I, I had a, I mean I think it, it grabs you from the beginning till where I'm at right now and you're saying, you know, you're close to the game and still grabbing you. So it it, it, keep, it keeps that momentum going, which is great. And like you said, there's never a dull moment in that game that makes you kind of like, you know, steer away from it. Yep. But Ethan is probably the weakest part of this game. I would say that. Yeah, I would say because too. I mean, all the other characters are so strong, right? They're, they're, they have such a great, uh, you know, um, cast behind them. Whereas Ethan just kind of feels flat and boring and dull, right? Exactly. And, and like, again, that's the one thing that sucks about the first person view thing. Right, like you yeah. can't really like you don't see his face, you don't see anything like that as of right now, I, yeah. you know. So, and I know he was the main protagonist in seven as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so it continue. It, this is a continuation of seven, right? So whatever happened in seven, no spoilers. If you haven't played that game, it does a pretty good job in the beginning of the game of explaining it, yep. kind of explaining what happened. So like I never played the game, and I I watched that, and I was like, all right, I ca- I'm caught up. Like I know exactly what happened. Um, and it, and it kind of steers from that and it continues on right from the beginning of Resident Evil 8. It kind of gives you, you know, what the hell is going on with them. Um, so, yeah, what's up? I was just going to say, like the, like you said, the pacing of, the, of, of this game is great. Like you're, you, from the beginning of the game, you're like, what the hell is going on? And you're still kind of clueless, but you're still getting glimpse of like, OK, this makes sense. Like you know, four hours into the game, you're like, oh, okay, now I see why this is happening. Like, there's a lot of things that they kind of, the little breadcrumbs that they give you as you're mm-hmm. playing to kind of reward you for getting that far. It gives you a little bit more insight onto the story, which I like. Yeah, um, it is a pretty short game too, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, yeah. Which know, I'm, I'm I, okay with. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, like a lot of people yeah. have a problem like spending the, the 60 bucks or 70 bucks for it. But if I had fun and I, it's like memorable, yeah, you know that doesn't really bother me. You know, for sure, for sure. I just, um, I, I, the, the game it makes, I don't know. It just, it does a good job with with what it does. Like the the character models. The game is gorgeous. I don't think we've talked about that really, mm-hmm. but the game very is very good looking game, and the, the character models just look fantastic. So everything about the game is gorgeous. So it, it helps with the you know kind of immersion of the game as well yeah i'm playing it on pc um what i've been hearing is that the port for pc isn't as good as the port for consoles but that's mm. typical um i've had a couple of like issues of like frame rate and stuff like that here and there um for sure. as you can see like the game of the week i had a little bit of issues with the frame rate but other than that like plays great on pc as well and i w- the only thing so if there's three things i can say about the game sure that I can knock it for without giving it like a perfect like 10. Right. Is Ethan. How short it is. Depending. Obviously, we just said like, you know, it doesn't really bother us. But, you know, you you don't want a game being so short, you know. But what if it does what it needs to do in that short amount of time? If it's a complete package. You're okay. okay. With it then or? then we can we can like maybe knock that one out. So if, sure. if short's not your thing or, you know, it's just getting your money's worth out of it. Yeah, for sure. Because there's, there's been other, like Resident Evil 2 Remake is a much longer game and people feel like they're getting their money, money's worth for that one. Whereas Exactly. Whereas this know, one. This one or even 3, right? I think Resident Evil 3, that came out after 2, yeah. right? That one felt really short too and some players were kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really enjoyed that because it was so, you know, it was so short. Yeah. And then the third and last thing is that 
it loses, without me spoiling, it loses a scariness. Oh. Towards so the towards end. So towards the end. Okay. It starts That's, that's a little disappointing. It, 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 it peaks. It peaks. It peaks. It, 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 it's, it's building. It's building. It's building. And then it peaks. And then it never brings back to that moment again. There's still like because what is it just because you're 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 just you have an arsenal of weapons now or like how we talked about previously or it just there's no scare factors there's no like those jump scares anymore there's still like some jump scares here and there but again you have that arsenal on you that it's like and don't get me wrong there are moments in the game where i'm like oh shit you know what i mean like it it's it's gonna happen um but the fact that you have such a strong arsenal Mm -hmm. and the environment is a little different at that point it's not it doesn't it doesn't keep the momentum of being scared so that's sure. the literally the only thing i can knock it for those things but other than that the game's great i, I love that game my issues with the game um a little differ a little from you i think ethan obviously is one yeah, of the main yep. issues of the game and again it's not like he's it's it's bad but it's not like not awful like, yeah it's not like like, like it's I not remember, like, like star ocean or game. something where like the character right. mountain even like move their mouths like it was the voice acting yeah it's not yeah. like that he he just seems very dull but that's not even like the main thing for me um well it is but my other issue with this game my complaint if i had to really nitpick this game um i think it's too easy when you play on normal i played on normal i don't know if you did yeah I, it is an easy game it is right an easy game. so i feel like you have a lot of ammo um starting off um, again, I'm four hours in, maybe a little bit longer. I just beat the first boss, if that's where you want to kind of, you know, point me at. Um, so, like the first major boss, and I, I just felt like I had a ton of ammo, and I wasn't mm-hmm. really f- afraid to waste it because I I knew there was gonna be some, you know, soon, or if not, like around the corner. Um, that was my main issue, and then it being easy, but also the health in this game is a little strange i feel like i i don't think i ever maybe once or twice where i got to the point where i was like on desperate need of life like i was almost dead because you can craft it right then and there because you can just craft things and i think that kind of makes the game much easier in that sense but now i've heard people say oh if you play on hard it reduces the amount of ammo and stuff like that so it does give you that like sense of you know dread desperate yeah. yeah, desperate need of ammo and stuff like that. So that, if you want to try it out on hard, that might be a, an option. But for me, going in it, you know, normal, I think it just kind of was a little too easy for me, um, yeah. which I thought was a little disappointing. But, you know, again, that's me nitpicking it. It wasn't anything major, but I, I was like, all right, like, this was, I, I, I'm, I'm breezing through the game, I feel like, is all. Yeah, you're going to, right? I'm, bre- I'm almost done with it, and I got it last Friday. Right, yeah. and I haven't been playing like that that much, but you know, I'm, I'm able to. I'm probably going to clear it before the weekend. You know, yeah. oh for sure, we're going to definitely beat it before the weekend because I want to get back into uh, Returnal for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it suffers the same thing that all Resident Evil suffer from is that it gets too actiony. Yeah. Right. They they put too much emphasis on the action part yeah. of it, which I feel like that's what people kind of sh- don't like, kind of shy away from yeah yeah so um i'm gonna give it a thumbs up so two thumbs up with this game get it um if not wait get it for on sale you don't have to like play it right away but definitely a fun game and i've you know i've streamed it and people like watching while i was playing and stuff like that and also i'm a baby when it comes to scary games 
And you did it. And you grew cojones. You like, actually grew cojones. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I it was so it, it was so good that it made me still want to play, even though I was scared. You know. Yeah. So now, would you go back and play Dead Space? Yeah. Like you're 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 okay with that? Because I yeah, I, I, I knew you were afraid of playing Dead Space before, so. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll play Dead Space, but okay. I'm telling you right now, there is a part, dude. It's, I'm not there yet, and bad. you, I it's keep bad. hearing it's it's bad. I'm like, it's is bad. it like demonic? Like, is it something that I'm like I'm shitting bricks like throughout the whole entire playthrough? Or yeah, you'll, you'll see. All right, all right, fuck it. I'll leave it at Whatever. that. All right. So, uh, any final words? Thumbs up. You love it. It's great. I'm it's, I'm just having a good time with it. Honestly, I, yep. I think Capcom knocked out of the park with this one as far as you know a main entry. I'm excited for the next one, um, but I really hope they stick with sticking. You know making it more scarier and not putting so much emphasis on giving you all this like ammo and stuff like that, you know, keeping yeah. pace with that scariness. So I think they're going to always stay with that. Actiony though. Not, I think they're going to keep it both like actiony and yeah, I think they're just trying to appease everybody. Right. Like they're, they're trying to, they're trying to make the, the horror fans happy. And they're also trying to kind of the people that really don't care about resident evil, but they like the actiony part of it kind of happy about it as well i think that i think now um resident evil has grown extent like like it's grown so much now to the point where it needs to kind of have a, a more of a following and more of a fan base and for them to kind of make everyone happy i think that's what they're trying to do so yeah that's my that's my take i don't know i don't think it now, will ever go full-blown horror now do you think they should stick with the first person or they should go back to third person? That's a good question because this is my first time and your first time playing it first person, right? Um, I, I, I like it. I think it's very, you know, it's immersive. It makes you feel like you're really in there, especially when they give you like, you know, those werewolves and they just pop up right in front of you and you're just like, oh, crap, like, holy shit, you know? Like, I think that really helps with those scare factors so yeah I, I i do enjoy the first person do i not want it ever to be third person no I, I i would prefer once or twice maybe you know one one game um here and there like the, like the old ones like, third the remakes, like the like old school to, yeah, yeah. I, I i do enjoy those as well but i wouldn't mind them just sticking with um like future first entries person. do you think like resident evil 9 you think should be first person mix it up a little bit you know like once in a while there's I, I like what they did with seven where they just completely threw you complete like first person new character a new ambiance like completely different right yeah and that that kept the game you know kept the series fresh um so i, I kind of want them to do that as well and maybe stick with third person and see what they could come up with you know moving on to topic number one though so rob playstation versus xbox the first seven months of their next gen consoles playstation 5 xbox series s and x so we're going to be talking about just a little bit of what their accomplishments have been made over the past seven months. The landscape of, of the... Their landscapes, exactly. And just to kind of see where they're at right now, right? So PlayStation units sold 7.8 million as of April 28th versus Xbox Series X units sold. Xbox did not share hardware sales recently, but based on release earning figures, it is estimated that about 5.8 million Xbox Series X and S were sold. And that's combined, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the key here is that these numbers include the X, X and the Series S, 
they're two completely different consoles, right? Because they're they're marketing two different people. I feel like. Yep. Um, Xbox is apparently not worried about these numbers, though. So, what do you think about that? Like the, the Sony obviously doing great, right, with selling their console, and it's hard to even get right now. But they're still over, you know, overselling with. Yeah. Based did you off did of you get Xbox the numbers? Is. Just now. Of, I did. Like, yes. Yes. Okay. So we got seven point eight mil versus five point eight mil based on um, earning figures. April, yep, April twenty eighth. Yep. So the PS four accounting for digital and the disc version is at seven point eight, and Series X is five point. Series X and S is five point eight combined. Correct. So here's the thing: is that the PlayStation Digital and the PlayStation No Disc. Or our disc one is the same console. It's the same thing. It has the same power. Versus X and S, they're not the same thing. No. So I don't know why Xbox is lumping that together. It's The Series X is not in the same playing field as the PS5. Right. Honestly, I think it is them overshadowing the numbers to kind of bump up those numbers to make it look like it's doing maybe better than it really is. In my opinion, again, I don't know. This is just us kind of talking out our ass just because we don't have the numbers here because Microsoft, you know, they haven't disclosed those. So I think that, I think um, PlayStation did something similar with PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Pro where they just bundled both of the sales together. That's a little different because they're, they're kind of the same console, right? It just one's a little bit more, um, more higher in specs. Yeah. But this one is just drastically right. So it's 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 interesting, right? They 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 are definitely kind of taking the approach of like let's combine our numbers and and you know kind of not steer steer away from giving everybody the full picture here. I think. Yeah, it is a little weird that they are not giving just like okay. But I feel like they've always done that though. Let me make that clear. I feel like they've never really exposed like f- or given their 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 full numbers, especially since xbox 360 like days i feel like after that they stopped giving their numbers yeah i mean this i think personally i think the playstation is a better console than the Mm -hmm. series x is you know what i mean as far and we're going to go into that in a little details here um and i'm talking like hardware wise i think it's a better console that's why i think people and again that was the whole thing with like the marketing we we're talking yep. about mm-hmm. PlayStation Five. Marcus says it's like this: the new sexy thing. Like it is, it's sexy to have a PS Five, right? Versus Xbox is just like this big black box, right? Right. Xbox or Microsoft, they're they're again they're taking a different we, approach. They're taking a diff- different approach. They're they're more focused on an ecosystem. They're more more focused on if you yep. if you land in our ecosystem, you're able to play our games anywhere you want, and that's what they want gamers to have. Whereas PlayStation is kind of the opposite. They're like, no, you need to pu- you need to buy a PS5 to play our games. We're Otherwise, the you're, you're missing out. For... We are the premier console, so you need to buy you need to buy our console unless you know. Otherwise, you can't play our our AAA games. So, speaking of AAA games, let's talk about where they're they're at right now as far as their games. Um, so, Sony right now for exclusives, they have Astro Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, Returnal. Miles Morales, which is also on PS4, so you know you can count that. You can't count that, whatever. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is coming in June. Xbox, on the other hand, 
Um, it was kind of hard to pick up. It's kind of kind of hard to find what kind of con- uh, you know AAA games they have. So they have Game Pass, which is you know their 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 streaming their service to to kind of give you a Netflix style game, right? Of yeah. as much as many games as you want. They have the the Bethesda. Um, you know, acquisition. they acquired Bethesda. Oh, exactly, acquisition. And then they have Halo coming soon at some point. We don't know when. That's it. We don't have anything else. Currently, right now, there's nothing that you can play on Xbox to, to kind play of on PS5. show that you, yeah, exactly. And, you, and nothing to show what Xbox is capable of. So that, that's always been their, their issue, right? They, they, they don't have games. Mm-hmm. They did it. They're working point. on it. I think on the 360 days, it was the strongest. With their yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Blue, uh, yeah, for sure. They they definitely had games that showcased you know 360, but then it just kind of started drifting away for some reason. Um, and I think that's the whole thing too is like they're trying to get as many people on board as possible. They want to be like you can like you said you can play on anything you want. You have a Series X, you have a Series, you have Xbox One, you have a phone. Like we want you to play on everything, right? Yeah. So they're trying. I don't think they're going as hard with the exclusivity well we'll see what with Bethesda, but um yeah and i think that's their, their key player right now bethesda game pass is, is also you know their key figure right now they're, they're forefront in the in the gaming industry but without games you're not really like you can't but really they, play but they have games that's the th- they just don't have exclusive games right but but they have they have so many games yeah they do i i just don't think it, it's enough to keep them afloat, if they if they if they if they don't acquire any more studios, if they don't release any more AAA games, like the, the Game Pass alone can't help them. I don't think. I think this kind of gives. There's two different people here. There are people that don't care about Sony exclusives, and if you don't, there's no reason for you to get a PS5, because mm-hmm. I think the Xbox. Series XS is a better value because you're getting Game Pass. Because Game Pass is superior to whatever PlayStation's offering. PlayStation, what is it? Network, not network. The uh, PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus. What their free games that they're they're offering. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's no competition with it. Game Pass is superior, and that's the meat a lot of about Xbox, right? Like that's that's their their. Their secret recipe. Their bread and butter, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas PlayStation, their bread and butter is the games themselves, mm-hmm. like the exclusives. If they don't have exclusives, then it becomes like, okay, then it's, now it's preference. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the last seven months, this is what we have right now. I think Sony is definitely doing a great job, right? And yeah. there's more to come. Again, we have Ratchet and Clank coming out next month. That's another AAA game that's coming out that looks fantastic. They just shown off, you know, they, they had a... Uh, you know the the what's it called the you know there people were able to get their hands on Ratchet and Clank. I forget the term. I forget, but and not, and you know everyone's raving about it. It looks fantastic. Uh, meanwhile, Xbox doesn't have anything currently. But you know, s- s- games aside, though, let's go uh, towards the UI side of things. So as far as the UI goes, what do you think has the better um, UI system, the interface? From what I read, they're both pretty on par of each other as far as like what they they offer and how easy they are to use i think playstation takes the edge on it wins that one out just because it feels more premium yeah i agree i think they they did a great job with 
changing it up a little bit too because PS4 going from PS4 to PS5 UI is a slight difference. You know, there's nothing major in the sense. I thought when they first announced that they were going to change up the UI, it was going to be drastic, but it's not that drastic. You know, it um, just looks it just looks prettier and it looks and prettier, more cleaner, sleek. Yeah, all these fancy words. Um, it, it's faster. It's snappier, right? That's what we wanted, and that's that. It's perfectly fine. Um, but Xbox, on the other hand, basically kept it the same, right? Like they didn't do anything major, if at all. I don't think they did anything at all to change the UI. Yeah, the UI is more of like entertainment centery. In For that sure. sense, like, yeah. you know, when you go open your, your smart TV or your Apple TV, you have that hub with like all yep. your apps and stuff like that. That's kind of yep. how Xbox has it. All the you know? tiles. Yep. All the tiles and stuff like that, um, it, which works. It works perfectly fine because yep. most yep. UIs use that type of, you know. Um, I will design. say the UI on PC is not that great for, for Xbox. Oh, it's I horrible. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. bad. Game Pass on PC is not good. No. It's very clunky. It's not pretty it's just you gotta like search for your stuff so i think they're gonna fix it up i think they're really really they're doing the numbers to see because there was it was in beta before i don't know if you remember but it was a beta yeah. they were they were doing yeah. i think they're gonna take the numbers of how many people are actually playing on pc and then be like all right well we have to put this much effort into pc because we actually have a lot of people on pc playing yeah us included that's right. a big reason why we don't have xboxes because we just play on pc right for sure and that's the thing. And I think, again, Microsoft has that edge where you can play their console or their, you know, their games anywhere you want, which is great. We don't have Xbox, but we're still able to enjoy their, um, you know, their games and all their offers that they have because we're able to play it on our PC. Mm-hmm. PS4 or, you know, well, Sony can't do that for some reason. So um, you're, you're limited to just buying their console. And that again, that makes it feel like that premium console that you need to have um so yeah it's interesting you know they're both taking different approaches um do you think it's too close though do you think it's too close to call who's gonna be at the top at the end of this generation i know i know it's you know it's too early early to to start now but do you think there's a a slight advantage right now on sony's side i i think so i think sony right now has the advantage um but what i'm afraid of they're doing is they're putting themselves too much in a box Right, they're they're becoming like this, like super, like I don't know how to explain it, like put it in words, but I they're it's clear that they are the more premium console, mm-hmm. right? Um, even like their controller, the controller has more tech in it than the Xbox. Xbox didn't really revolutionize their controller. Right. PS Five completely revolutionized their controller. The DualSense is really cool, like that. The adaptive triggers. Yeah, people might not prefer it to Xbox traditional triggers, but mm. those adaptive triggers like really immerse you when you're playing a game like Returnal. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So that that's I'm gonna give Sony the edge on that. And again, the games, their exclusives are fantastic. They don't have bad exclusives. They don't, they never really, you know what I mean? Like I can't think of a bad Sony exclusive. They're all really polished. Days games. gone. You know that that's a you know. That's hard to kind of say because a lot of people love Days Gone, but it didn't do super well, you know. So that's probably one of their more weaker titles. I, I think it depends, right? If you want a premium console experience, like a traditional console experience, go PS5. Right? Because it's going to be 
what the console felt like. You know what I mean? Like PS2, yeah. like you have the, you have the PS2 games versus Xbox games, right? Like you have those, and it's 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 different. Like it's not the same as the other ones. Right. Xbox, if you want more flexibility, I want to say, yeah, Xbox is better. Yeah, and, and not only flexibility, but the the opportunity to play older games that you never experienced before. You know, um, Sony. That I guess that's where Microsoft kind of has an upper advantage over Sony because you can play all of their Xbox titles since the first Xbox. You know yep. what I mean? Whereas Sony, it, they don't have that. You know, they don't have that ability to to you know play a PS One game if you wanted to at this point. So, do you think Xbox put all its eggs in a basket um, on Game Pass? Um, no, I, I think they, they definitely have more up their sleeve, but I think they invested heavily on Game Pass and it's paying off, right? Like they're, it's doing great for them. Oh, um, uh, one thing too, that we didn't really mention last month that reminds me is that Xbox does not charge you for Xbox gold anymore. Right. Like for multiplayer, yes. like you don't have to, you can play with so, your friends. It doesn't matter, which is awesome. But yeah, prior they, to they that, do. you had to purchase you had, or you had to buy you had to pay for free-to-play games, basically, essentially, right? So if you were playing Destiny or something like that, and it was like a free-to-play game, you had to still purchase, yeah. purchase gold to play. I think they did like a switcheroo with subscriptions, right? They were like, okay, yeah. well, we want more people playing Game Pass. Right. So we're going to start making it more attractive for you to get Game Pass. Whereas like now you don't have to worry about your gold subscription, put it towards your game pass subscription so exactly yeah and that's exactly what they wanted they wanted you to kind of switch or, or shift over from gold subscription to game pass so, yep that was smart we will see rob this is i mean again it's too early to tell but it's super interesting seeing where both of these consoles have kind of you know diverse themselves you know so, i feel like this is the, the weirdest generation 100 percent. yeah between exactly those two because yeah. it doesn't feel like they're battling each other per se it's no. more about like it's not even like an iphone versus android thing anymore it, it's no. different it's completely different it's just no, it's at not. this point it's i don't at know at this I, point everyone is is building their own turf and 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 they're they're trying to grow their their own ecosystem separately from each other so now one can Basically, they they all all three of them Nintendo, PlayStation, so um and Microsoft can all have their own space in the gaming industry yep. without having them bump heads or feel like they're battling one another. You know it's I mean? it's all about preference at this point. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like so. It's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Topic number two: Sony has twenty five PS five games currently in the works. That's a lot. Jeez. That's this is from the Verge here. Quotes, Sony is apparently looking to release more than 25 PS5 games under its PlayStation Studios brand, and nearly half of them will not be sequels or spinoffs, according to the Wired's interview with PlayStation Studio lead. Um, he was a former Guerrilla Games manager director, Herman Holst. So keep in mind, guys, this is uh, this could also include like indie games, third-party partners, a la uh, Returnal, like how we, you know, we just saw... And games that are also coming to Xbox, so like MLB The Show. So what do you think about this? 25 games that they haven't announced yet. They are practically games that 
you know, we don't know anything about and some of them are not sequels, they're not spinoffs. What do you think about this? I think it's really good that they have that many games in development right now that are new IPs and stuff like that because, again, like, the old IPs, like, now we're getting super, like, now there's, like, again, Resident Evil. Like, we're on Resident Evil 8. Like, you got to start getting some fresh ideas because... Mm -hmm. You just can't keep remaking, 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 remaking. For sure. I guess you could. You could, as long as you you, you change it up, right? Like God of War is a perfect example where it kind of started getting stale at some point. And then they literally just completely rehauled that game. And now it's its own. It's own. It's like starting from, from ground up now at this yeah. point. So now but it's like God Last of, of Us, they're remaking Last of Us. Like I think I feel like it's still too kind of early to play. Way too early. I've, yeah, especially with Last of Us 2 that just came out. Like, okay, yeah, how are you no. going to... It's not going to be that much. Unless it, it is that different. But it's like, it was still, it was really good. Like, everyone enjoyed it that. It just feels like that. it was so recently. And, it, and it's been, what, eight years since the last one came out? Since the original? But it just feels like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. No. So I'm, I'm, this is exciting because it's fresh ideas and things we haven't seen before. Yeah. That's always I'm, welcome. I'm all for, like... Uh, third-party partners, right? Like how they did Returnal, uh, working with Housemark. I think that's still great. Like they still included them as part of their first-party titles, but it's a third-party partner. Yeah, which is cool. And, and, and look how Returnal, Returnal came out. So sick! It was, it's fantastic. It's you know, it's a fresh, uh, fresh breath there. They're not putting that much of their resources into one studio. They have another studio kind of taking yeah. charge and they're just paying them out and you know everyone wins at that point so i like acquisitions but the partnering stuff is also pretty cool as well so yeah my question to you though do you think sony do you think sony's playing their cards right like is this like you obviously you can tell that this is what they're doing this is their strategy do you think it's going to pay off with them like if they just continue to just you know exclusives 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 here partnering with somebody else um do you think this is the the way to go or do you think it's a better route what microsoft is doing kind of building this this uh you know ecosystem with, with game pass um i think sony i don't think they can't they can go wrong with doing what they're doing because that's just that's been the formula forever right it's just like mm-hmm. pumping out new games everyone wants to play right yeah yeah. um they're doing the exact same thing as xbox doing game pass like xbox is investing heavily in game pass whereas sony is investing heavily on their exclusive games do i think it's a bad thing no i just think it's it's just their way of doing things it's different you know I, i don't think they could go wrong with creating new games that people are gonna like like you know there could be one game in there that's gonna be like the new Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, like I'm not saying Metal Gear Solid, but like a new IP that's gonna be like a, a franchise like that, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and and out of the 25 games that they're working it's on, be, it's bound to be one of them, one or two of them, right? Where they have this amazing title that when it comes out, it's gonna, you know, sell like crazy. People are gonna love it, and it, they're just gonna create another franchise out of it. And that's we need exciting. That. We need that again because I feel yeah. like we've had another all- Last of Us, you know, like another big triple a budget game like the last of us come out i'm not saying like you know the same story or anything like that but like to that caliber like that's that's exciting i can't even think of like a game ex- like that came out in recent history or like a new game where it's like oh i cannot wait for i'm talking like ps2 i'm sorry ps4 
like PS4. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't really remember like a new IP that came out PS4 that I'm like excited for. Actually, that's a lie. Bloodborne. That's all. Yeah, I was just gonna say like, all right, Bloodborne, bro. Like, come on. Bloodborne. Well, that that was early on in the PS4's life, right? That came out in March, I want to say. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty early on. But wow, what a game. Yeah, so that was my my main like, but I didn't know Bloodborne was gonna be that dope. Good. Until no I one did. It. Nobody thought because they were right. just like, okay, it's 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 Dark Souls but different, and right, it worked. Right. So but it turned out to be great. I think this is a very good thing for gamers. Yeah, this is great. I mean, again, this is just showing PlayStation having Sony doing what they do best is just throwing out games, like pumping out these games, yeah. and, and and that's not even counting the games that we already know like god of war horizon um uh, ratchet and clank coming out soon like we have a gran turismo like you know nothing that speaks to us gran turismo but it speaks to millions of other people so they have high caliber games man and they just keep pumping them out which is crazy so good good on them i think this i think this strategy does work because although like you said there are people that don't care about sony's games there's a shit ton of people that do and they just keep building this bond between gamers. They're like, oh, I like you guys keep making these amazing games that I love. And not only that I love that they, they kind of, you know, uh, kind of mess around with like my emotions or they, they get me excited about things. Like there's different, like Last of Us, for example, they, 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 they kind of give you that, they give you the feeling sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? No, so I, I... Th- those people really love that and they, they will keep, playing those games because they they invoke some type of emotion out of them you know just just like uh you like you're a huge sony super fan there are a ton of thousands of people like you that like that platform right i just know you because you just you i just know you right like me i would say i fall a little less in that park like i'm just like okay it's cool like i'll play mm-hmm. i'm not as big of a fan but there are a ton of fans out there just like you that would like eat this stuff up you know yeah so i think sony is really banking on their on their fan base here and not only on their fan base but new new incomers too i think i think of um caleb too he's dying to get a ps5 and he wants to play the last of us you know but he's waiting to get a ps5 to then play the last of us and i feel like he's gonna love it once he does get his hands on it so he's gonna be i think another you know another fan if if you want to call them um that's being sony Yeah. yeah Yeah, so I think, you know, they're just, they're on the right track. I think they're doing great. Topic number three, though, Rob. Ubisoft changing their course. They will no longer rely on three to four AAA games each year. Instead, they're trying to focus on more free-to-play games based off of their bigger franchises. This is from VGC. Um, So Ubisoft is shifting shifting away from its traditional strategy of releasing three to four premium AAA titles each year. But plans to launch high-end free-to-play games for all its biggest franchises. In line with the evolution of our high-quality lineup that is increasingly diverse, we are moving on from our uh, prior comment regarding releasing three to four premium AAAs per year, said Ubisoft Chief Financial Officer Frederick Duggett. So this doesn't mean that they won't release, uh, that that they'll release less premium games, but it's more... I guess they're adding on to the original games that they have by adding free to play. It's from what I took from you know from what he said. Um, so what do you think of this? So Ubisoft is basically 
changing up their course a little bit. I think they're still going to add AAA games, but they're like they like they said they're going to be focusing on free to play. What does that mean to the game like, you know, uh Assassin's Creed or, you know, Far Cry? Like what does that mean to their games adding free to play? I mean, free to play works, right? Like it's just a model that works. It's just the best. Does it though? I feel like people. I feel like people have a bad taste with free to play games. Like if you think of free to play, I, I I don't know if people think of it as like, oh, it's like a cop out type of thing. Like oh, how much money am I going to be investing in this? Like it's going to be like trying to dig into my pockets type of thing. You don't think so? No, because there's a ton of like free games that are out that are not like that. You know, you have Warframe, you have Fortnite, you have Apex Legends, you have Call of Duty, you have Geshin Imp- Geshin Imp- Geshin? Geshin? Geshin Impact, yeah. Yeah, Geshin Impact. Geshu, you have Geshu. that game. Um, and there's sort of other that games one. that I don't know. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think the free-to-play model is, is a good model because it, it gets people to – there's no investment. It's just like, okay, I'll – why not? It doesn't hurt to try because it's free. And then what happens? The worst thing happens. Oh, I like it. Okay, now I'm actually going to spend money on it. But how does the free-to-play game work for like Assassin's Creed though? It's a more story-driven game. So how does that? They might make it an open-world game. They might make it where you get to recruit different assassins, kind of like Brotherhood, where you guys are on a big map and it's like, all right, you have to get this target. You know, assassinate this guy. Try to find a way to get exactly. You know, inside but and this that, that target is one of the players like you right and you have to be like there's going to be assassins coming for you or you're you're that player and you're walking around and you're like who's the assassin mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of things they could do i'm just just an example but yeah i i don't think free to play is a bad thing for for this like look at call of duty call of duty one free to play look what happened yeah and i think they they did mention that as well that they're kind of steering towards what call of duty has done and like you're right 100 percent, call of duty has changed the way we look at free-to-play games now because not just Call of Duty, like Fortnite did that too, but Call of Duty for me changed a lot because, again, I play that first time and I'm like, yeah, I'm hooked. Like, I want to keep playing this game and I'm still hooked, you know? And they did a great job. So I guess it just depends on how Ubisoft incorporates free-to-play into their games. Um, you did, you, you said, a, you know, that was smart what you said, right? As far as like uh, Assassin's Creed doing it like Brotherhood did, and kind of like doing the whole assassination thing, trying to work together to kill a target. Like, that sounds pretty cool. Um, if they can incorporate things like that with their games, I think they have something going on here. I think they have something, something good going. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to buy an assassin. Everyone's going to play a free Assassin's, game, Assassin's Creed game. That's just, there's so many fans of that franchise that I'm going to play it. <laughs> if, you, if, you put, if you make an open world Assassin's Creed game and I can play with you, that sounds dope. And then we can just kind of tra- travel around open world. Like I you think can customize cool. your assassin, buy skins for your assassin, spec them out really cool. Like yeah. I think it's a, it's a home run in the making if they go this way. So yeah, I, agree. I think I agree. it's a good thing. I think it's a good strategy. Good good on them. Yeah, we'll see. But now does they kind of went back to what they were saying? They were saying that they are shifting away from releasing three to four games, AAA games to doing more free to play but then they kind of diverted back to saying no we're still going to be doing the three to four games you know a year we're just adding enhancing these games um so my question is do you think they'll still be doing you like do you believe them basically do you think they're still going to be keeping the three to four triple a games every year or are they going to kind of hound you know i mean i don't have a reason not to believe them right like 
I think they they could do it. I mean, people don't have a problem with a new Assassin's Creed being released every. No one had a problem with that. A new Assassin's Creed being released every year. I don't hear people complaining. Me well, personally, they did actually. They they it got to a point where every year you can definitely see the um, you know you you can definitely see how how well or bad the game was doing every year right like the game was suffering from you know just repetitiveness and, and things like that so once they took a break and they kind of did it not stop doing it annually i think they they kind of helped make what assassin's creed is today right now yeah that's when they release their best games is when they yeah. take a break and like odyssey really was fantastic like they did a really good job with odyssey M- most um, most Assassin's Creed games are great. Even the ones that did come out, like I'm trying to think Odyssey, I'm trying to think of Origins, I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed, you know what I mean? Like a majority of their games are really good games. Mm-hmm. It's just a few in there that the ones that did suffer that like that yearly, if you know, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to think of one that wasn't really that great. I can't remember. Unity, I think Unity wasn't that great. Unity, I think Brotherhood was good. But it didn't do super well. I don't it's know. Somewhat, I think it's somewhat, some people's favorite is Unity or Brotherhood. I like Brotherhood a lot. That was one of my favorites. Really? Okay. But, I mean, they're, right, they right. know what they're doing there. They know what they're doing at with that, that franchise. So Except the movie. The movie was awful. Don't watch the movie. The movie was awful. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. It was on Netflix, though, right? I don't know. It was a theater. Yeah, but it came, I thought it came out on Netflix or something at some point. Um. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think this is great. They're, they're, they're on the right track here. Topic number four, though. Two new colors for the DualSense hit next uh, next month in stores, which is a little small topic, nothing crazy. Uh, but you've seen them, right? We posted them on our um, social media. You guys, check it out. They have two brand new controllers, two new color uh, schemes. I think one is uh, Midnight Black. The other one is Cosmo- Cosmic Red. Yeah. What do you think? cool right <laughs> i like them a lot i like that they're cool they're cool they're just i i'm probably gonna get the black one over the red one because it would look cool with like the white and black controller next to each other like that, I think I, that, would look cool. that that was my that was my take on it too i'm like I, I, I the red is cool but i feel like it's just way too different from the the white and blue color scheme the white and black color scheme so i think the black one is the best way to go yeah but this is the first wave of like different colors now so it's always people are getting excited about that so um, are they going to be seventy bucks each? Or think it'd be yes. more. I think it's seventy bucks. I, I, I think I saw something saying it's going to be seventy bucks. You can actually pre-order right now. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm not in a rush to pre-order another controller, but um, I'm not, I mean, I have two already. So yeah. Um, but well, it looks have, cool. You I already think, have another one. You have two. Yeah, I have two. I, don't have, I have two, two whites. Um, yeah, it looks cool, and I think this is great because they're already starting to release more um, different color schemes. So that means that there's more to come at some point. Um, and I, and I, I kind of wish I, I I hope they add the um, customization controller um, what, whatever Xbox did last generation with their with their customizing the lab their own, the, the, the lab yeah, yes yeah, exactly I, I kind of wish Sony kind of did that too because it, it just it's cool to personalize your own controller and controller is something that it, it's important right you need connection you need to, the to game. have it's a connection to the game and. They're on the right track. I think the color schemes are great, but I feel like they they can one up that one more time by just giving you the option to customize it. I think that'd be um, one question for you about this topic is: do you do you know when they're gonna start 
releasing limited edition consoles. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, but uh, like, I don't uh, know. I'm assuming when they're one of their major games are coming out, whether it be Horizon, God of War. I don't think Ratchet and Clank would be one. No, but one of those two, God of War, Horizon. I think they would definitely release a. And it's going to sell out immediately. (laughs) It's gonna be insane (laughs) to get one. But uh, I also wish instead of doing the limited edition consoles, like just release the plates, man. Just release different plates, and I I would 100% buy one or two. Give me yeah. a Metal Gear Solid plate. Just plop that right there. Like it'll look They're going to be available, I think, on second secondary markets. Um, yeah, yeah. If they're like you, you could go on like Etsy, and you could get like a custom one you could slap on there. So yeah. it's not going to be hard to get one. But like ones that are like made by Sony, probably going to take a while for it to happen, even if, if it happens at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was just announced today. So Yo, pretty cool. my dog just farted so bad. Just no. now. it smells so bad. <laughs> it, it smelled so bad that I had to stop you talking in the middle of the podcast. So Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm bro. Right That's kind of like how Mavericks farts. Like he actually farts like diesel shits, right? And when he does, it, it it's it's bad because it, it not only like... it not only stinks up the room, it stinks up your nostrils. Like you're you, you smell that. Oh, it's like in my brain now, right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it lingers. Stuff. It lingers. That's that's the thing. And then he just smiles. You know, he's like, hey. it's like, just, it's like, yeah, I just shit my pants, bro. Clean it up. Clean it up. All right, guys. Finally, topic number five, the one that you've been waiting for. So this one's a little fun one that we decided to do, and I think we're gonna keep going and you know keep doing this. Um, so our question. This is more of a question instead of a topic, right? Um, so what was the best SNES game that you played? I'm gonna start with you, Rob. Um. So Super Nintendo released on November twenty first, nineteen ninety, before we were born. Yeah, but we obviously were fortunate enough to play SNES. What was your favorite SNES game, or your best My SNES game? Favorite slash what I think is the best um, is probably gonna be. Barney and I'm just kidding. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, you're gonna say something stupid. Let uh, me guess. No. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Okay. Take a guess. It has to be either. Was it Star Fox? 60? Nope. Uh, no, no, it's not Star Fox. It's just Star Fox. You played you play the original Star Fox. Right? Yeah, yeah. I did play the original, but I, no, I didn't. It's not, it's not it. That's so it's not that. Okay. All right, I give up. I don't know. <laughs> Yoshi's Island. No. Really? Yep. Where you play, where you have baby Mario on your back and you play as yeah, Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, it's just the sounds and the way the levels go. They just hit that out of the park. Like to this day, I see that game. Like I want to play it. it okay. It's, it, I I just it's just a fun game, dude. It's just you just can pick it up and you're just Yoshi. You got and it changed it up the the formula for the Mario games. For sure, yeah. Right. I so, agree. I agree. Those um, were fun. Those were fun times. They were hard times. It, I remember that. It, it's a tough, it was a tougher was game, difficult. but yeah. Um, I just think the gra- like the graphics at the time and. The way the level design was, and the fact that you have to worry, you like, I remember if you got hit, like Mario and or, or you know Baby Mario would like fly in a little bubble, and he would cry, and you had to like pop yeah. him to like get him yeah, back yeah. on, and like that. give you like a sense of urgency, like oh crap, I gotta do it. So like, yeah, yeah, I, I thought that part was really cool. Um, yeah, I think that was my favorite Super Nintendo game, just because it's the most memorable for me. I could memorable, say like yeah. Super Metroid. Do you remember? And, do you remember? 
like a specific level in that game or were you or you just you just kind of remember bits not and off of the it? top of my head i don't remember a, a specific level okay. um just like the primary again i was so young when i played this game yeah we that, were young so again 19 this super nintendo came out before we were born right so, so like, we, we we picked don't up have too many super memories nintendo. Of it. yeah we picked up super i, I definitely nintendo played it a like lot seven, i just eight. don't remember it right so you want to know what my favorite one is and what what's your I, i'm you're, you're cutting out a little bit here but uh what's yours so my favorite uh snes game it, it was hard to pick right because i okay I, I there's two of them that i really like are you still there oh shit i think we just cut out all right well i'm just gonna keep going um so my favorite snes game is most it, it, it had to be uh donkey kong country 2 donkey kong yes oh i see it. donkey kong is with one for you yep let me uh let me get you back here hang on donkey kong country 2 yes all right now we're back we're good now yeah we cut out yes little, we cut out there a little bit yeah so. sorry about that so, something happened with internet connection there um donkey it, so it, it was between donkey so your kong, favorite game is donkey kong country 2 it was between donkey kong country 2 or three donk have you played did you play donkey kong country three yeah it was so good i think That's it was really more memorable As i feel like i was thinking about that i feel one, like no, three was more memorable out. it takes cake for me but donkey kong country is so good well i just remember it being so so much fun and i remember it i just remember playing it back in new york and how much fun i had just I don't know. Like, I think the level design was fantastic, and it was a hard game to begin with for me, for a stupid, you know, seven, eight year old kid. Like, that was hard as hell to play. Um, but I just, I just remember and like just sticking it, just sticking it out, and just trying to continue, uh, you know, beating that level and making sure, like, I, I, I finished the game, and I was so excited when I finally finished the level. I beat the game um for donkey kong country 2 i never beat donkey kong country 3 though so i always wanted to go back and finish it but donkey kong country 2 was my favorite snes game and i think it just had to do with yeah with diddy kong dixie kong and you know you just had a a good mix between the two you can play as dixie kong and that was fun like there's a lot of cool moments in that game that it's like embedded in my head for some reason It, it was such a fun game you can't you can't go wrong with that one honestly um again super nintendo is like there's so many good games that's hard to choose, right? It, it, that defined a whole generation Def- of, of games there. Oh, for there. sure. So many so, games from Castlevania, Metroid Prime. Yep. Like, there was just so many fantastic games. And we couldn't really hone down into, like, one specific one. But for us, those were, like, the most memorable ones that we played, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to hear from other people. What was your favorite Super Nintendo game? Um, slash what you think is the best, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, leave it in the comment sections below. We'll, we'll put a, a post on social media, and uh, let us know. We'll have a discussion about it. Yeah, um, let us let us know what you what were your what was your favorite Super Nintendo game um, back when you played it when you first played it, and let us know why. You know, let us know what made that game so memorable for you as well. Well, Rob, this was our topic number five. This was it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. This was uh, episode eighteen, right? Um, Have eight, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, 18. So uh, everyone, please uh, give us a, a like, subscribe, follow us on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Again, um, we post Game of the Week every Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Uh, podcast. 
every Fridays at 12 p.m. So give us a like, share, subscribe. That really does help us. You have no idea how much that does. And thanks again for everything, Rob. Any final thoughts? No, I'm good, man. I think, uh, again, everyone let us know uh, in the comments what you think that uh, game is. And then, uh, Kel, I'll see you next week. See you next week, man. Take care. All right, see you.